Welcome, everybody, to the Moose Room. It is a special episode today, uh, a rare occurrence here. It is myself, Emily, and Bradley today. No Joe. So once again, we are left without supervision on the podcast. <laughs> that could be dangerous. I am actually in my office today, which is a first for the last six months, maybe. Yeah, I feel like the last several episodes has been Bradley in his car or Bradley not on it because the call dropped. So it is nice to see you, Brad. It's nice to just have the the dream team here today. Exactly. We don't we don't need Joe. No. We don't need Joe once in a while. No. But we do miss you, Joe. But yes, Joe, Joe, I believe should be back next week. So, you know, the the universe will be righted once again. Today, Brad and I are just gonna have kind of a, a quick conversation. We were talking about this before we started the springtime to-do list, right? So I figured we can talk a little bit to Bradley about the the things that are on the spring to-do list at the dairy there in Morris and, you know, just some wider discussion of, of things that we should think about in the spring. So Bradley, I'm going to leave it very open for you and just say when when spring rolls around, you know, we're, we're recording this, it's April. What's What's the first thing on your list? that you start thinking about or to do whatever it is. Sometimes it seems like spring will never come and then it just shows up right away. You know, we are here in Western Minnesota. We still have two feet of snow on the ground. So it's kind of crazy. Oh, we have no snow. I didn't realize you still had that much. Wow. Oh man. Yeah. We have snow and ice and everything. It is, it looks like winter wonderland here yet. So it is different in the parts of the state. So it seems like spring will never come, but one day it's going to be here and it'll come fast. So that's why we like to get prepared or try to get prepared uh, early. One thing that always we we think about is is pastures, obviously on our grazing dairy, trying to figure out what seeds we want to plant in our pasture, you know, how to get water, thinking about turning the water on uh, out to cows. So that's probably the one thing that we we think about early and I've I've already bought a lot of seeds to to put in my pasture for different grasses so uh, that's that's a big thing preparing for pasture and preparing for summer grazing is probably the big thing that we think about here and and some of the other things come along it just seems that's the priority right now is thinking about grazing Right. Well, and you're, you know, a pasture-based dairy, so it makes sense that pastures are kind of the top thing you're looking at. And, you know, and I feel like we've had episodes in the past too, where we've kind of gone through that spring pasture prep. Hopefully Joe will be smart and we'll put that episode in the meeting notes. I know there's one in there somewhere, but I'm I'm not going to look it up right now. (laughs) So yes, but, you know, so you mentioned with pastures, thinking about things like, you know, getting seed ordered, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure, well, you're waiting for all the snow to melt before you can plant, but you know, you're thinking about when you can get in and get that done. What about things, Bradley, like fencing, you know, I know it's windy out there and it's been really windy this winter. So I imagine you get some trash and debris <laughs> and other things you don't want in there. So I, I feel like there's probably a little 
cleanup too, you know, in, in the spirit of spring cleaning that happens around the dairy. Yeah. There's always spring cleaning, you know, and, and some of that is some of the trash, you know, either silage bags that have blown different places or blown into the fence. So some of it is cleaning up, up garbage that ways, you know, and there's trees down still mm. from, you know, the winter time, uh, the wind blows a lot out here in Western Minnesota. So if trees fall on a fence or trees fall on a field, so there's a little bit of spring cleaning from that standpoint. Uh, one thing that we, you know, might not think about, and I've seen other farms get ready is getting your equipment ready. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. <laughs> you know, making sure everything's greased, you get new knives on things or new wheels or you you name it what parts need to be done just to make sure because we all get caught in that oh man it's it's time to go and mm-hmm. we're not ready so um yeah there's been a little bit of spring tractor uh you know making sure all the maintenance is done which is good when we need to do that it shouldn't just be done in the springtime but right uh, after a lot of that stuff is has sat over the winter it's good to get it started up again and making sure it all works. Yeah. And that's just the simple stuff, even, you know, checking fluids and, and if you have filters and stuff to look at and yeah, I mean, I think we all know when it's go time, it is go time. I feel like we say that a lot uh, when we talk about planting, especially, but yeah, I think that equipment maintenance piece is so important. And of course, I think from a safety standpoint, right, it's, it's going to be a much better environment when you are not in crunch time, not stressed, not three hours behind, and just, you know, in your yard, in your shed, tractor off, working on it, getting it ready, checking those things. That's going to be a lot better for everyone involved than here I am, middle of the field. I had a breakdown. I'm going to try to fix it with what I have. I'm stressed. I may be not thinking clearly. I'm leaving the tractor on, you know, and and I, I don't need to go into all the dangers in that, right? But from a safety standpoint too, you know, maintenance is really preventative. And, and I think of it as even an accident preventative as well, you know, making sure things are in good order. So yeah, I think that's that's always part of the cleanup too is is equipment and you know and maybe even yeah getting that washed off, cleaned up, you know, make sure that you have any debris or anything um from working fields cleared out, anything like that. So that's a that's a really good point, Bradley. I think it's a good time just to do spring cleaning everywhere, you know, on if if you know, we're a pasture-based dairy, so it's a little bit different, but if you have barns, make sure everything works. If you have curtains, fans, you know, a lot of our barns have fans that got turned off during the winter time. So just getting those all cleaned up and I'm sure there's lots of dust and you name it on those. So just making sure all of those are going again and you know, this it it takes time and I know it we always try to put that off till the last minute. Oh yeah. You know, we do here and <laughs> everybody always puts it off to the last minute and then it doesn't work. And then it's like, when you want it to work, it, it doesn't. And then it just, you know, makes things frustrated and uh, can change the attitude for the whole day or the whole week. So it even yeah. just trying to start early on some of those things, especially on a dairy, you know, if you can get some of those things done now before you're in the field, it makes things go just a lot easier because I, you know, out here in Western Minnesota where there's still snow, things are going to happen at a much faster pace because when the snow melts, we're going to want to go. 
uh, right away. So it's uh, it's good to start on some of those things maybe a little bit earlier than what what you might think you should. Yeah. And I would also add to the cleaning one, and it's a bummer Joe isn't here, but I believe him and I did an episode about this once too. And that is spring cleaning your your vet cabinet, your, you know, your vet supplies. So checking for things that are expired, tools that you use a lot, giving them a cleaning. This is also a good time, you know, for our beef guys done calving you know, get your calving equipment all cleaned up and, and nicely stored away for, for next season. So some of that wrapping up of winter activities and getting that stuff cleaned and put away. And then, yes, the, the preparation for what's to come as well. So you are the mental health expert. I am. So how what do we do in, in the springtime to help, you know, make sure we, we go into spring cleaning or spring planting or, or those aspects in a, in a good frame of mind. A little spring cleaning for, for the mind, as it were. That's right. I love it. That's a great question, Bradley. I am somebody, I believe very, very firmly, you know, and we know it to be true, research, etc. We're going to have a lot more sunlight, especially here in Minnesota. It has been a gray, dark winter and early spring so far. Like the sun is shining here in Rochester today and I'm doing backflips. I, you know, I don't get to see it very often and, and we're able to get outside more. And I think a big thing, you know, we're going to get more vitamin D. We're probably just going to start to feel a little better generally with getting more sunlight and seeing the sun more, but, you know, thinking about being grateful for that you know, and thinking, hey, it's springtime now, we're on to the next season, we're, we're going to be doing planting and, and really working on, you know, positive mindset. We've, we have already beat into the ground that planting is stressful and things happen very quickly. And, you know, you, you got to be on your A game. And so, you know, preparing for that. I think that there are a lot of things that we can do in preparation for stressful situations to help us build our resilience. And that, again, can be something simple, like just being grateful that it's spring again and, and we've made it to another planting season. Um, just spending a little more time outside each day, not working, just walking around the farm and noticing things getting green again. I know I've been noticing the birds. They are just screaming outside my window in the morning. Just notice those little things around in your environment. It makes me think back to the conversation we had about meditation and grounding, thinking about where we are in that moment and, and soaking in and savoring those details, right? Seeing grass at, at my place, uh, the daylilies are starting to sprout up out of the ground. So like noticing that and noticing that the birds are singing, you know, these things in my surrounding surroundings that are going on. Don't ignore them. Allow yourself to enjoy them. I think we, you know, especially as we grow older, we don't allow ourselves that time to enjoy things, right? I think of, I have several little nieces and nephews and in the summer they like to stop and they smell every flower in grandma's garden and, you know, look at this bug and look at that stick and look at that leaf on that tree. And I think that we could all do more of that, just noticing what's around us and and really appreciating it. Spring is just such a great time to kind of re renew my love for for nature and, you know, my appreciation for it. 
Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I can't wait to get outside and see the sunshine and, mm-hmm. you know, traveling a little bit. It just in, in some parts of of the U.S. here is if the sun's out, it just makes you feel so much better. And I, I, I can't wait. The sun is out today, but it's still it's cold outside and it's uh, but I can't wait to get outside and see cows on grass and just enjoy the spring. So. I'm looking forward to that. I think it will help all of us with our mental uh, improvement uh, to to get to that point. So I can't wait. Oh, yes. And and I feel like for both of us, right, it's also like it's getting sunny, it's getting warmer. That means state fair is coming up and <laughs> all those fun summer things, too. So, it, you know, I guess my biggest advice is to just, you know, have some gratitude and some optimism about what what's to come. I'm I'm curious, Bradley, too, in the spring, and I know we have done an episode about this as well, but briefly, mud. It's going to be everywhere, you know, and I think we need to think about that for the spring. And of course, where you're seeing a lot of mud in the spring, if you let that persist, it's going to be there in the summer too, right? So I think especially on pasture about things like rotating waterers around if there's a certain area that got really beat down last season you know and maybe yeah did turn into a mud pit just because the high traffic and and all of that you know thinking about how and where you're moving your animals around too to prevent them from getting too dirty a lot of guys will lay gravel p-rock you know anything like that this time of year but any any other quick thoughts from you bradley about managing mud well, it's, it's, we've seen mud out here already in, in oh, yeah. you know, it might, it might still be winter, but we did have some thaw in uh, early March and we had mud and it was kind of a challenge with, you know, keeping the cows clean and stuff. So it's, you know, using more bedding, obviously that's, you know, it's always a, it, it's good to do that, but you know, there's a lot of cost and we're going through bedding a lot, much, a lot faster than what we normally do. And one thing is, you know, is thinking about where, where to move your cows. So we've been thinking about that. We have still cows out outdoors and we know that at some point they're going to have to be moved. And the idea is trying to think about, well, where can we put them? Where can we, you know, what, if we can move them to a barn or is there another pasture we can move them to? So we have been thinking about that and, you know, we've been delayed a little bit. Uh, Sometimes it's been good to, you know, not have to do that right away. And we can maybe put that off for another couple of weeks, but we know that we're going to have to do it. And so we, we, we know where we're going to, where we're going to move some of these animals and how we're going to move them back and forth. Uh, it's just a matter of when, when that might come. And we've been grateful here to have a slow thaw. So it hasn't created a lot of mud issues, but it, it can be a problem. And I, you know, it's not just mud for our, our cows. The roads are terribly muddy here, yeah. you know, it just thaws. And oh, yeah. so you think about that from a tractor standpoint and, you know, equipment safety and just equipment maintenance and management and, and where you can drive. So it's, um, it, it's, it happens and, but we all got to be cognizant of it. So we're, we're thinking about mud. We're hoping that it gets delayed. That's the spirit, Bradley. Yeah. It's been very muddy in, in Southeastern Minnesota for sure. So your your day is coming, Bradley, I fear. It will. It will. <laughs> Winter will end. Yes. Winter will end. Uh-huh. So anything else you think about in spring? 
you know, it, I, I, it's, it's, it's hard to predict what might happen. Yeah. So sometimes we just, we have to make those decisions right away and, you know, kind of go with the flow and, and based on what we've seen in the past, we always have a plan and, but it always is ever changing. So what we may think today might uh, change tomorrow, depending on the weather. So you have to sort of be resilient and being able to make those changes right away and maybe think that things might not go the way that you planned. And uh, I know that's always a tough one to deal with. And even for, for us, it's like, oh, well, that's what we were going to do and it was going to be the perfect plan. And I guess that's not what's going to happen. So, um, you know, being able to adapt to the change and adapt to the, the conditions uh, and not get frustrated by them and know that, you know, things are going to be okay and it's going to all, all work out. It, it always does. So I think that's one thing that we, we deal with here, especially in our pasture-based herd is, is being able to adapt to the change and, and knowing that, that it's going to happen. And there's sometimes nothing we can do to, to, to change about the weather. Uh, but we move forward and, uh, make it work. Oh, Bradley, that was so inspirational. <laughs> and, and I also, I want to say you, you mentioned a few key things that are in fact, um, factors of resilience, like we've been talking about, like we always talk about. And that is the, the two key things you mentioned to me were having a plan, you know, having some idea of, of what should happen when and who should do it and et cetera, but also having flexibility, you know, having that plan, knowing, you know, this, everything in this plan is probably not going to happen in this exact way. That is a part of resilience. Knowing that and being honest with yourself of, you know, we have the best laid plans, but we also are dealing with factors that are outside of our control, <laughs> the weather, and this is the best that we can do. You know, we can plan for a few scenarios and, and implement that if need be. It's important to, to have that flexibility, you know, that organization with flexibility. The, the key piece is a balance between both, because if you're all organization, you won't be flexible. And if you're all flexibility, there it will be chaos, right? Having that balance of those things. And then when stressful situations do come up, you can go, yeah, you know, this is stressful. We need to make a quick decision. Okay. But, you know, we anticipated this or, you know, we have this plan so we can look at it and see where we can tweak it. You know, that's going to make that whole process a lot easier to deal with and just, you know, super smooth. We adapt quickly. We have to adapt yes. quickly and, and uh, our cows will, will appreciate it someday. Yes, they because they, they do not appreciate it if you don't adapt quickly. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else, Bradley, or should we wrap it up? I think we should wrap it up. I've, I've been inspirational enough today. You, you most certainly have. <laughs> so this was just a, a little uh, springtime potpourri, as it were, with myself and Bradley. But with that, if you have any questions, comments, or skating rebuttals about today's episode, you can email those to the Moose Room at umn.edu. That's T-H-E-M-O-O-S-R-O-O-M at umn.edu. If you'd like, you can also call and leave us a voicemail at 612-624-3610. Find us on the web at extension.umn.edu and on Twitter at umnmooseroom. Goodbye. Bye.